You're listening to Level Up with Melissa Zalouf from Iron Source. So welcome back, everyone. I'm Melissa Zalouf, and you're listening to Level Up, the podcast for people who love making, growing, and of course, playing mobile games. Today, I'm here with Vitaly Gladkov, who's head of creative at App Quantum. Vitaly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So the subject of our uh, of the episode today is um, outsource versus in-house, the best way to build creatives in uh, in 2022. So maybe we'll start, Vitaly, by looking at why I'm talking to you about this. Uh, you've had a long career um, creating visual storytelling across different industries. Um, you've done sort of the narratives behind car commercials and MTV and The Bachelor and now mobile game creatives. Um, so, first of all, what initially sort of attracted you to the gaming industry and how is it different from working in sort of like more traditional industries? Well, uh, I like games. Uh, been a player since like 90s, uh, been an avid uh, player. And when uh, the mobile game industry started growing up, I, I, I also was interested. So it was always a hobby for me. Uh, and... Uh, at some point, uh, I started looking into how to get into this industry uh, because if I play already a lot of time, so why not do it a uh, profession? Um, in what way it's different? Uh, it's very data-driven. So uh, when you do commercials, like for especially for the TV, uh, classical uh, commercials, uh, there's usually not a lot of data to to work with uh, or to get a feedback. So uh, I enjoy that uh, it's very humbling in a way because uh, you can start with a great idea that you think mm -hmm. that, that would be like a super hit, but uh, then the metrics uh, get in after the test and you see that maybe your idea was not so good at all. Uh -huh. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's also very competitive and uh, a lot of nice people. Uh, that's, I think, what differs mostly because... Uh, there's always a rush in a classical uh, ads, commercial shooting, TV shows. Uh, there's, there's always this rush and overworking. In mobile yeah. industry, it's pretty different. A lot of nice people, relaxed people, and uh, yeah, we can do a lot of work without overstressing ourselves. Mm. Um, there's lots of things I would unpack there, um, but uh, let's let's, <laughs> um, let's maybe what I'm curious about is whether you think, considering that you've done sort of like such, you've you've basically been behind creatives for very different kinds of ad experiences. Do you think there's sort of a universal theme or uh, like a best practice for creating good creatives? Uh, across sort of like the years, the industries, the formats? Is there something that ties it all together? Yeah, uh, understanding your product and your audience. I think uh, who they are, how they consume media and content, uh, that's the most important thing. And it's never changed. Uh, we have a lot more instruments right now uh, to unpack this, but uh, in the score, it's always been understand your product and your audience. Mm-hmm. And let's talk a little bit about App Quantum. Um, so would tell us a little bit about it um, and and why sort of how you see creatives within the game industry. Yeah, uh, creatives uh, in, in the game industry is what gives you a competitive edge because uh, we're already in an era of uh, AI-driven uh, user acquisition. So there are a lot of 
lot less uh, influence uh, that UA managers can uh, make on what audience can you tag with your ads. And uh, the creative is becoming the only instrument that, uh, yeah, the main tool to reach the audience that you want. So tell me a little bit about App Quantum. So yeah, uh, App Quantum is an international uh, publisher. Uh, we have headquarters on Cyprus. Uh, we publish games. Tell me, let's maybe move to our the main topic of the episode, right? Which is where should creative production, where should you manage creative production, in-house or outsource? So yeah. why is it that, because um, you've kind of been in both, in both, you've worn both hats. Why is App Quantum a big believer in bringing creative production uh, in-house? Uh, because uh, when you have an in-house team, uh, you can dive deeper. Uh, you have a better understanding of the product and the audience. And uh, this understanding is always evolving because uh, we say to ourselves that we are like scientists. So we do a lot of experiments and we, uh, with every and each experiment, we better, better understand who uh, who likes to play our games and how to reach them in a better way, in a more efficient way. So uh, it's kind of hard for an external uh, outsource uh, creative production to go this deep. Uh, yeah. So uh, usually say that at the start, when uh, you don't know anything about the game and the audience, uh, the external is okay. But uh, if you want to like go long, go deep, uh, the in-house creative team should work much better. Mm -hmm. What are some of the sort of like advantages? We talked a little bit about the advantages of being in-house. Are there any advantages to outsourcing your creative? Uh, well, you can work with a lot of uh, different uh, views and a lot of different companies, a lot of different uh, creative personnel, I think. Uh, so that could be an advantage, especially when you're just starting, especially when you have like a project in, in a soft launch, uh, stuff like that. But uh, yeah, after a while, I think uh, in-house just works better. Mm -hmm. And what about from sort of like the cost or efficiency perspective? Um, I mean, obviously having an in-house team means they're sort of fully dedicated to you and your game. Um, in theory, it might be sort of more cost efficient, but at the same time, that's all, that's headcount, right? That you then have to employ uh, versus yeah. sort of taking agency on a project basis. Um, how have you found those, that it sort of compares from a cost perspective? Uh, we actually use both approaches, uh, but uh, in a kind of different way. Uh, our creative team is totally, is fully in-house. Uh, so they have like salaries, regular salaries. But our mm -hmm. production team is part in-house and part uh, freelance based. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so uh, we think uh, that uh, the creative should be in-house because they can like deep dive into a product. And uh, the production team, the leads uh, of uh, animation team, leads of uh, uh, illustration team, they mm -hmm. should always all, also be in-house, but uh, the mo the bulk of the uh, like workforce uh, motion designers illustrators could be freelancers that's the approach we use so we have a chance to work with hundreds of freelancers with a team of only 10 creative creatives i see so uh, in a sense it's kind of like the strategic creative yeah. work done in house yeah. and execution yes. is done yes. internally 
Exactly, because execution, uh, we, we got to understanding that uh, outsourcing uh, our production is very cost efficient. Uh, but uh, creative work, uh, when done in-house, uh, gets us better results. Do you think that that's sort of the perfect, um, like the perfect model? Or is there are there also cases when it makes sense to have both kind of creative strategy and production in-house? Uh, I think when you're starting, uh, when like uh, your team is small, uh, it it have a lot of sense of working within house small house team uh, because uh, the communication is easier. Uh, you don't need like an overhead uh, of project managers, uh, producers, stuff like that. Uh, you can just bring in one creative, two or three motion designers, and start working from there. And uh, mm-hmm. this uh, people uh, could grow into uh, like leads and uh, like knowledge keepers who can. Uh, bring in more people after after a while. Mm-hmm. So maybe when your team is starting, or when you have like a lot of money, if your product uh-huh. is hyper successful, you can bring everyone in house. And uh, I know that uh, some of our competitors, big companies, uh, they uh, go this way. They don't believe mm-hmm. in freelance work. They only believe in growing uh, specialists in house. But in-house. it's very expensive compared to our model, yeah. So we talked a little bit about structuring sort of the team. We've divided between sort of creative strategy and production. Are there any other sort of like how, what does, how do you structure a successful team? Um, Whether that's in-house or outsource, what are the different um, kind of roles and how do those roles need to work together? Okay, so uh, in App Quantum, we have uh, in a creative team, uh, we have creative producers and uh, directors. We call uh, them directors. Uh, creative mm-hmm. producers, uh, uh, they define the strategy of some uh, over project or uh, some creative direction. And uh, directors are basically people who come up with the, the ideas, uh, they write, write scripts, and then uh, overlook uh, their production of the creative. So they are responsible for how creative looks and works, and uh, creative producers are responsible for the strategy. And uh, in a production team, we have uh, project manager teams, a team uh, that uh, find uh, our freelancers, uh, communicate with them, uh, talk about prices, stuff like this, and uh, help to find materials and everything like that. We also have art leads, uh, people who basically uh, come up with how things should look and uh, help uh, motion designers uh, to develop their skills. And uh, we also have some uh, couple of motion designers in-house and artists. So, yeah. And what is um, this, uh, who is, what is, or who is the keeper of knowledge in a game developer's creative team and why is it important to have them? Uh, it's creative producer basically. Uh, they define a strategy. They lead uh, retrospectives. Uh, they know what we've tried, what we want to try uh, in a creative. Because uh, creative work is always like a process. Uh, so uh, we usually uh, build ideas based on other ideas. Uh, so it's always uh, a developing um, thing going on. Yeah, so it's always uh, not something that uh, just come comes into a head of someone but usually it's a development process 
Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there's got to be someone uh, who who got all the knowledge about uh, this direction or this project. So and it's great it's... producers for us. Yeah, sorry. Do you have, um, can you think of an example uh, of sort of like a creative that surprised you, right? Like, um, meaning an idea that, that the team had that we thought even or even something that sort of disrupted the data, right? Data told us that this would work, but then actually it didn't. Any kind of surprising case study from, from the team's experience? Uh, we actually have uh, cases that uh, like confirm that our way is a correct one uh, uh-huh. we all, well, always good. have this <laughs> always have these discussions so uh, at one point we had a very successful creative uh, we started deconstructing it and uh, trying to understand what works in this creative and then uh, we have uh, a couple of people in our team that uh, came up with this idea but nobody believed in this idea but they were so sure that uh, this could work so we said okay let's try and do it uh because uh when we believe into something uh yeah it, it may work and actually mm-hmm. this creative uh, that they did uh it didn't become a super hit but it was uh it had very strong metrics and mm-hmm. uh, had a very helpful uh costs spent and uh after after this uh we started developing this second creative and uh came up with this like super hit that worked for a couple of months for us and uh, yeah it was very successful so basically uh one part of the team comes up with the idea that nobody believes but uh, they believe in it uh yeah. the other part of the team develops this success and uh, we, uh, we get a super hit mm-hmm. and um what defines like a super hit creative for you uh it's how much uh, money we can spend on it uh while uh, being uh, yeah 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 profitable and how do you sort of moving from how we structure the sort of creative team itself talking about how the, that team then sort of what's the word interacts with other teams within the game company so the ua team management the product team potentially right or the design team um how do you how do you ensure that sort of like there's a good feedback loop between the creative team and other teams in the company and follow-up question where is it most kind of tricky or problematic and where is it easiest okay uh we try to uh, build an infrastructure that uh, helps uh, get this feedback without uh, even interaction. So uh, I'm talking about dashboards uh, with real-time data. I'm talking about uh, creative tests that uh, we have results uh, in a way that uh, we can see at any point. Uh, so we don't have to like go and talk to each other uh, mm-hmm. not because we don't like it but uh, we think that uh, the information could should be available uh, at any moment uh, mm-hmm. for anyone so we're building these uh, things uh, our marketing analytics department helps a lot with that right now uh, so ua team uh, they basically uh, run tests uh, uh, they uh... sorry <laughs> okay, okay. So, so your team basically run tests, uh, we see the results and uh, 
try to think uh, what of the creatives uh, we could develop even further. Uh, then they uh, run uh, like real real campaigns, and we see what costs uh, uh, do they spend uh, in uh, in a dashboard, and uh, understand that this creative worked, this maybe didn't, and uh, go from there. Uh, it's, I think it's the easier part. Uh, hard part for now mm -hmm. uh, for us is uh, uh, getting to understand uh, how the product work, uh, works. Mm -hmm. So uh, this communication between uh, game producers and creative producers is maybe a little bit more difficult because uh, we don't always like speak one language. Uh, we're trying to develop this uh, part of our work routine but uh, at the moment I think it's uh, the hard one. Um, do you sort of has there ever been a case where a super hit creative has informed has sort of revealed something about how users like to into parts of the game that they really like or ways that they like to sort of engage with the game that then has led to a development or an update on the product side? Yes, uh, we had a couple of cases like that. Uh, uh, one case, we basically added a mode of, from the creative into a game after uh, the creative became super successful. And uh, another case, uh, we so we have a game uh, that is about uh, this production cycle. And uh, uh, when we try to work with different... Uh, uh, moments of this production cycle in the creatives, uh, we came to understanding that uh, the start of the chain is very uh, easy to understand, uh, but the late parts is very hard. So we talked to the producer's team and uh, came up with another chain that is that should be much easier to understand to like a normal person, not into this industry. And uh, they are changing the product uh, based on this uh, idea uh, that uh, we came to understanding from the creatives. Not from one create, but from a couple of attempts to show the, this part of the game. Mm -hmm. And m moving to um, kind of, the, if you had to sort of give advice um, to a studio who's looking to bring their creative production in-house, let's assume that they don't have endless amounts of money. Um, where what's what's the one sort of piece of key advice you would give to them, or, or how to start? Uh, start small. Start small with senior level personnel. Uh, grow your own expertise and grow slow. Grow naturally. Uh, you don't need to uh, like build a team of 50, uh, 70 people uh, from the start. Uh, I think the better way is to find a couple of key roles uh, that could be experienced uh, in the industry, they understand what they're doing and they start, uh, they should start developing your creatives and then grow from there. Mm -hmm. And what do you think is, what do you think we're going to see as the next evolution of creative in the industry? I think we're already seeing a trend on this like meta gameplay. Uh, uh, 
we define for ourselves uh, as uh, what our game looks through the eyes of a uh, five-year-old uh, who can fantasize about not exactly what he sees, but how it looks in his head. Uh, so this brings us to a bigger segmentation, I think, uh, okay. when each genre is uh, have these creatives that works uh, that work for this genre and. Uh, they don't easily transfer to another game or another project or another genre. So yeah, more segmentation, more focus on uh, metagame play. Interesting. So actually, uh, we recently had a um, our chief creative officer uh, did a presentation where he actually talked about how we're going to see or how we have seen creatives uh, segment less or sort of to go very wide in their appeal because of difficulties on the targeting side. Um, so it's interesting that you say that you think we're going to see more segmentation. Maybe we're talking about like different segmentation because, yeah, we try to go wild uh, because, uh, as we said before, there are a lot of AI tools and we don't uh, know how they work. So we try to find uh, a bigger audience for our games always. But uh, what I mean by segmentation is uh, that the approach that works for like idle strategy games uh, couldn't work for RPG or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Because a couple of years ago, we, we've seen a trend, I think, when uh, the, there were a lot of creatives, puzzle creatives, that every game tried and uh, came to a success, more or less. I think right now it's changing. Got it. Thank you. Hang on. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, sorry, my computer is bugging out, but that's good because that's the last question. Unless you have anything else to share. Uh, yeah, uh, my <laughs> PR department asked me to share this thing. So, okay, go uh, on. Go on. Yeah, we have opened a brand new business acceleration program for mobile developers from a quantum. So with this program, developers of mobile uh, games can receive uh, financial assistance uh, up to $1 million. And uh, one of fundamental points of this program is that we seek uh, exchange uh, like a partnership with everybody uh, where, when everybody uh, contributes uh, what they are uh, most uh, have more expertise in so we can help uh, with our marketing our knowledge solutions uh, our producers team and uh, studios just uh, share their creative vision skills and experience so far we have signed a couple of uh, projects already we can disclose their names uh, at this moment but uh, we will share the details in a later stage sounds good you heard it here first guys well actually probably not here first <laughs> uh well Vitaly, thank you very very much for being on the on the show today um it's been a pleasure talking through creatives i also love when people have different opinions um and thank you everyone else as always for listening <laughs>